1: Wait a minute! What the hell is this? Hello, and welcome to UFC on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Daria Baronado and I'm joined by these two gentlemen. <clears throat> what are your names?
2: Hang on, we're on. Uh, we're we're okay. chatting here.
1: I'm here with nobody then. I'm no, Mattel you're here you're with. Here with
2: uh, I'm, my name is George Hermosa. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at ghermosa. I have 227 Twitter followers. So hashtag row to 300 followers begins.
1: I'm so proud of you. So hopefully... We're here with the man in black, Jay Tan. Hi. Hi. Talking everything UFC 190 with two special guests, two guys that are going to be fighting for the RFA (sighs) in this next month on two separate cards. We'll get to that later. Curtis Blades and Matt Lopez. Welcome to the studio. What up, fellas? How you doing? So excited to have them in.
3: Yeah. RFA, obviously, guys, um, a developmental system that's been feeding a lot of fighters, successfully so, to the UFC, and mm-hmm. these are two guys that are uh, high on the radar, uh, I think, for, well, obviously for RFA and certainly for UFC as well, uh, both of them coming in um, <laughs> with a rocket ship up their butts.
1: It's so true.
3: <laughs> Going to the top, a lot of buzz, you know, regionally speaking, uh, for these guys, yep. you know. Feature, uh, we have
1: uh, Matt Lopez, very young guy, never fought an amateur fight, but is doing very impressive in his pro career. And then we have Curtis Blades, who is said to be the next John Jones.
3: That's what they say. That
1: is a big shoe to fill, but it is now an empty shoe to fill.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> it's <that>. all yours. <laughs>
3: Actually, I suppose we should probably clarify that when they st- when they start saying this guy is the next John Jones, you should probably say in the good ways. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> clarify that sure in the cage. In the cage, bit of <laughs> of problems
1: outside of the cage. But yeah, we'll just go with the in the cage part We're
3: in the octagon cage the octagon. that is, <laughs> as opposed to the other cage. <laughs>
1: wah wah! Oh my land! Check me out! <laughs> ah, you are so funny. So anyway, as Jay always says, let's bring it back to bacon. Uh, Let's start from the bottom of the card, guys. This went down UFC 190 in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. It's always an exciting card when we're over in Brazil because the fans are amazing. For the first time in history, I think Ronda Rousey actually got cheered in Brazil. She said it was like her seventh time there, Mm -hmm. this being the first time she was actually cheered. Mm -hmm. So congratulations, Ronda Rousey, for turning your fans. She went from heel to baby face over there. You like that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah little pro-wrestling reference. I'm getting How there. How long did
3: that take? 432. 432. <laughs> and not only is there a pro-wrestling reference, but that one brought it in.
1: I did it. Yes. I did it. Okay, I'm proud of myself. Okay, uh, don't mind my butchering of these beautiful Brazilian names. <clears throat> I'm working on my Portuguese accent. But let's start at the bottom of the card. We had Luri Mirajo Alicandra versus Leandro Isa. Alejandro won via unanimous decision.
3: Yuri Alcantara. Yeah, you over don't need to Leandra correct me. Usa.
1: No, I'm just going to keep going.
3: Well, <laughs> otherwise people don't know what you said.
1: All right, all right, you can correct me. Then we have Worley Alves versus Nordin Taleb. Alves won via guillotine in round two. Next on the card we have Hafiel. Cavalcante versus Patrick Durkin Cummins, someone very close to yourself. Yes. we'll talk about that later. I'm sure you have some juicy insight for us. <laughs> Cummins won via KO in round three, and then we had Damian Maya versus Neil Magny. Maya won via rear naked choke in round two. As George said, probably some of the best jiu-jitsu we've seen in the UFC in a long time in the history of the UFC. In the absolutely, history of I, the such, UFC. such so I great. That's probably my my favorite fight that I watched that night. Amazing, yeah. right? Yeah. It we'll hurt get to, that. to watch. It did
3: it not hurt to watch in some ways, though? What part hurt for How? Neil Neil Magny fans?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 You know? Oh, yeah. But for Damien Maya fans, or just uh, fans of just Brazilian Jiu Jitsu in general, I mean this yeah. guy is world class for a reason. And right. It was yeah, definitely it was something to study. A couple different stories in that one for sure.
1: We'll get to that though. Next, starting on the main card, we have Claudia Gadea versus Jessica Aguilar. This was heating up to be an interesting one. Jessica Aguilar coming over, former Invicta champion, facing Claudia Gadea, the number one ranked world UFC strawweight. There's a while right? Yes, okay. she was in World Series in fighting. I think most recently.
3: Okay.
1: Um, and Claudia Gadea won via in decision, thirty twenty-seven all around. Antonio Bigfoot Silva versus so the Hulk, Pileli. Did he come out with his Hulk hands this time? Yes, he did. Yes, he did.
2: Mm-hmm. Say, hi, uh, say hi to Ben Jr. Yeah, Ben Jr. is in the house on the chat room here. Just say hi to him.
1: Hi,
2: Ben Jr. That's it. You can continue. Okay. Uh, uh,
1: Bigfoot Silva won via TKO in round two in 21 seconds of round two. 21 seconds left of round two, mm-hmm. I think, right? Um, Bigfoot Silva was the first professional fighter I've ever met. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I was at a strike force event in Dallas, Texas, and, and I saw him, and you can't miss him. And I went up to him and I said, can I take a picture with you? Or was I think, it no
2: more like, can I take a picture with <laughs> you? Yes. Like, can I
1: take a picture? And he's like, yeah, yeah, And I was all excited. I think I was did you, your,
2: did you put your hands up against his?
1: I didn't. I didn't. I didn't want to embarrass him, you know. I, well, really, okay. I have really big hands. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, next on the card, we have Stefan S- Skyscraper Struve versus one of, just one of, two. Antonio Rodrigo Minotaro Noguera.
3: No, actually, they're... they're, they're it's Rodrigo and Rogerio, or H- Rodrigo and Rogerio.
1: Well, okay, but one of the Nagara twins. Yes. I'm reading your notes, Jay. Nagara twins. I, I just read it right off of your notes. So if you put the wrong names...
2: Big, I, dog. You, big, yeah, dog. Big, big
1: dog, big dog. I'm looking at this. It's okay. I'm it's, okay. The,
2: it's okay. The people that I was watching with yesterday, uh-huh. there was one person that said, "No, this is Rodrigo and Rogerio. Oh, did you write there like was, that? There was, yeah. There was oh, okay. one person that was like, "Wait, that guy's fighting mm-hmm. again <laughs> for the second time." I'm like, "No, he obviously cloned himself, and now he can fight more than once." But
1: S- silly, oh. silly people. <laughs> Old school UFC
2: days. <laughs> Pamela Sledge, what's up there?
3: Give us a good uh, question or two to answer. For, ask for these guys here.
1: Okay, so Stefan Struve won via unanimous decision. Then we had Vieira versus Delano Lopez. Vieira won via unanimous decision as well. Next we have uh two oh that was the tough Brazil match. We have another tough Brazil final mm-hmm. match. Um, it's Glacio Fraca versus Fernando Bruno. Fraca won via rear naked choke in round three. Next up on the card we have Mauricio Shogun Rua. Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah.
3: Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah.
1: Hoo-ah. Hoo-ah.
3: I knew that was going to happen.
1: Versus.
0: Ooh!
1: We just got an explicit For rating. those of you Sorry. on
3: iTunes. Well, no. It was on iTunes, so people won't see that gesture that you sent to me <laughs> it's with so- your hand. It's- say, hi- say hi to your biggest fan. <laughs> Is
1: Dodgy Claire watching? Yeah. Hi, Dodgy Claire. <laughs> Number one fan. Um, so anyway, so Shogun one v unanimous decision. Next on the card, we have Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus Bech Koheya, the main event of the evening. Do I even have to say it? I, I mean, that's it?
2: why we played that specific song in the intro. That is why we played it.
1: The what, what song did we play? The world's, the world's by greatest by R. Kelly. The world's Bench greatest. Pay a new Robert heavyweight.
3: Kelly. No, not even heavyweight champion, but uh, bantamweight. Bantam women's. Bantamweight. <laughs>
1: Bantam. I thought maybe we just between mixed a heavyweight and a bantamweight. Yeah, right? <laughs> Fair, <laughs> enough. <Exactly>. Fair enough. Fair enough. I thought
3: we'd mix it up for once. You yeah. know, yeah.
1: Ronda Rousey is still the bantamweight female champion and one of the best champions, in my opinion. Of the world, thirty-four time. seconds is all it took her.
3: Until she eventually won't be.
1: Mm. When she retires. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, oh, even then better. though, yeah. I won't be wrong. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Okay, so let's go down and let's talk about some of these some of these events. I definitely want to talk about Patrick Cummins with you. So why don't we start there? What did you think? Um, that that's Patrick's mo. He he'll he'll beat you
4: up, get will grind face, you. It, and he'll literally grind you down. So you saw the first two rounds that uh, Fajjal was still in the fight; like right. he was still swinging hard. Mm-hmm. That third round, it seemed like it, it, literally, just gas tank was gone, and and elbows just put him out. He didn't want to be there anymore, you know. Right. So I think that's 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 Pat's game, though. If you guys see him in the room, you know. Guys, Mark Bisbeing, I, I don't care who comes in. It he does the same thing to everybody. Really? Yeah. He 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 runs through them. and he he's he's an animal. It's crazy.
3: Now, when he made his UFC debut. Obviously, he was he brought in as a last minute replacement. Uh, I forgot for whom, but he DC. faced well. He faced DC. Yeah, yeah. I forgot who he was replacing. Yeah. But um, there was a, l- a little bit of history. A lot of people. The buzz on him was that people didn't really know. It was almost like it was a sleeper. They didn't really know too much about him, but. People that did know about him said he's really, really yeah. good. And he came in and took the reins, took the bull by the horns yeah. in terms of hyping, you know, blowing up a story mm-hmm. about uh, about DC and you know, in kind of room, getting yeah. over him, yeah. yeah, in the wrestling room and, and you know, crying and stuff like that. That, that, was, that
4: was like a perfect stars aligning kind of moment for for, mm-hmm. for someone. He would have never been on that card if that if DC's opponent didn't fall out. Rashad yeah. yeah, and then Pat mm-hmm. didn't have the previous history with. DC DC. in in the with the wrestling, Mm -hmm. so that's like that's very rare. Like that, you get someone like that that the stars perfectly align for him. He might not still be in the UFC right now if that that didn't that didn't happen. You know, crazy.
3: Do you think that he was necessarily ready at that point? Even though I mean, a big step in competition right out the gate. But was he ready to get into the ranks at that point? Do you think or? Or, or was the stars aligning as you said?
4: Uh as far as the UFC, mm-hmm. he definitely was ready for the UFC. Yeah. You saw it with Kingsbury, he ran through Kingsbury, mm-hmm. uh he ran through the the other guy he fought. For sure he was definitely ready to be in the UFC. Mm-hmm. Going up against someone like DC on a 2 weeks notice or a week right. notice. That's insane. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Chad Mendez territory right there.
3: You're asking right. you're asking for a bad day, but you also end up becoming the hero in some ways. In, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, you save the day. Yeah. Even though you don't win, you're still here. Right.
1: Right, I mean, I think at the end of the day, Dana White's always been known to like those t- kind of fighters that he can call and he can count on. He'll hold more against you if you go out there, you win, but you don't perform. Uh, yeah, he likes the 100%. guys that go out there and they and they put on a show, win, lose or draw. If you can give Dana a, a
4: one round of the the best round he's ever seen, rather mm-hmm. than three boring rounds, he's he's mm-hmm. gonna love you.
1: Absolutely, I, I think that's something we've learned about him.
3: There's always a lot of moving pieces and putting these shows together and matches right. And, right. and yeah. It's good. It's good to know the guys that that can come on, just pull out of your pocket and say, "Yep, come on in." Yep. yep. Shout out to my man Michael Jackson. No, not the one everyone else is thinking of. But <laughs> hopefully, we'll be appearing on U of, University of MMA in two weeks on the 16th at Club Nokia.
1: There you go. I like that little plug. Tickets there. available
3: at uofmma.com.
1: I will be there. George will be there.
3: I'll be there. Will you? Yep. Yeah. Okay.
1: We'll be there. So- oh, leave us tickets. Sorry for forgot to tell you. I'm going to be there. <laughs> so we'll call. You know, leave okay. my
3: ticket. We'll talk about it. <laughs>
1: Um, anyway, no, this was one of my favorite fights on the card. Patrick Cummings, obviously, yeah. really impressive. I love having KOs on the card. Mm-hmm. This was one of a couple, and definitely an impressive fighter. Um, next was also a really entertaining fight, but kind of in the opposite way. Damian Maya versus Neil Magny. Magny won via rear naked choke nope. in round two.
2: Nope, nope. nope. flip flop. That that
1: would be Maya. Yep. <laughs> Maya won Ver, uh, via rear naked choke in round two.
3: Church. This was a tough one, Magny. Over the la- last year and and here, at least for me and a lot of other people, kind of has become this folk hero, mm-hmm. going seven in a row and uh, and and almost taking on the the Cerrone level of uh, mm-hmm. volunteering. I'm ready to fight. Let me fight. I'm ready to go. You know, right. when's the next one? And he fought the, five times last year. Yeah, yeah, five yeah. times that as well. Five like that's not. Uh, that's not easy to do. Nobody does that typically, um, unless you're amateur, and that's a whole other ball game. But um, that, and then this was easily was his toughest test uh, to date, at least as far as this uh, streak goes, and, and possibly in his uh, um, in his uh, his career. Um, but Maya just had his number. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took him down. You know. I think took him down, like, right away. It was really yeah, aggressive.
2: I wouldn't be surprised down. if whoever, I mean, obviously, the first round was scored. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a 10-8 yeah, round. It was a 10-8. Uh, was,
4: it? was it? MMA Junkie scored it a 10-8, I think.
2: Wow. But, I wouldn't have given the a 10-8, but
3: uh, he was on top. That absolutely. He, had.
4: Pa- he passed guard, like, twice, three yeah. times, maybe, with but he,
3: ease. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. But he, uh, I mean, there wasn't... Damage. Well, I was going to say, no, there wasn't any moment that I remembered where he was really that in close trouble. to finishing. Yeah. It. yeah, yeah, it wasn't like a, a, a maynard frankie edgar 10 no, no, you know, no. or, or the grappling equivalent of yeah. that. But yeah. dominant, absolutely dominant. Like, Magny had no answers to get out from right. the basement there. Now,
1: you guys both come from wrestling backgrounds. So, Curtis, I want to ask you, watching a technical grappling fight like this, can you appreciate the jiu-jitsu in this? Do you like watching fights like this?
5: I mean, I, I do appreciate it because... I appreciate what anyone puts a lot of time into. Right. I would prefer to see them on their feet. I don't like Mm -hmm. watching just like Mm -hmm. two guys out grappling each other.
1: That's interesting, though, because you guys both come from wrestling backgrounds, but you're both great strikers. You won one of your last fights by knockout, correct? And you have four knockouts, right? So it's interesting to see the wrestler transform into a great boxer or kickboxer or Muay Thai artist and really show how your fundamentals get you into the game, but then you work on everything else. Have you fallen in love with stand-up more so than your wrestling? or?
5: Well, no, I still like to... Like, I use my... I striking just to set up the takedowns, but one side okay. to take them down. I'm not
4: looking for submission. I'm looking just, just to ground reach. the pound. Yeah.
1: Do you feel the same way? I, I think if you
4: look over, like even like the high level guys, UFC, they mm-hmm. they get that one knockout, and it's like a, it's a drug. <laughs> <laughs> like my very first one, I went my very first fight and knocked the guy out in the first round. I was like, holy crap, like, this <laughs> is awesome. I'm not <laughs> taking anybody down anymore. Right. Like, you know what I mean? So you fall in love with that. Like guys like Koscheck or who came from a wrestling background, yeah. right? Very rarely wrestles Hendricks. Very rarely mm-hmm. wrestles now.
1: They you know? know they have it in their back yeah. pocket, but they don't need, need to it. use it. Well, it's like
2: a lot of people forget that Chuck Liddell was like
1: an yeah. amazing Cal yeah. Poly very, very good example. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like Ronda Rousey with her judo. We rarely see her use her judo. Mm-hmm. She's been knocking people yeah, out. She's she never
3: submits people. TKOing <laughs> How's he
2: showing? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Never mind, Jay. What, what her last three wins were by well, she had an armbar with Katzengano, but before that, she had a TKO. What were the other twelve? <laughs> I'm I, saying she's evolving and she's not, not only wrong relying that. on her judo. I do kind of see. I do kind of see. The
2: <laughs> I do kind of see where they're coming from because at times we do see some. Fights that are on the ground and they just can't do anything. You can tell they're trying to implement their their jujitsu, but either either they're passing guard or you know whatever it is, and it just kind of at times it does become very boring. But to see Damien Maya, who is top maybe two, maybe even number one best jujitsu guy in the world, guys like um, you should bust him equivalently
3: with the water thing. I think I just made up a word, but as he busts you about the water thing... For
1: saying maya instead yeah, of maya. Yeah, de-
3: deem maya,
2: no maya,
1: maya! Maya, 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 maya. You're
2: going to make it maya. look bad, dude. Well, that's a name. People oh, butcher oh, names, maya. but when, so you, when you can't, Wait. When you can't say, say things like water... Water. 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 So, I mean, I, again, I put ma- maya uh, in the same category maya. as like a... <laughs> as a jacaree. Or yeah. as much of a scumbag he is, Polaris. Didn't, didn't
4: Maya beat Jacare? Maya beat Jacare in oh, Yeah, in jiu And then Jacare beat him in Gi or whatever. But yeah. my my thing that I was so like pumped up for that, not pumped up for that fight, but Damian Maya was so head and shoulders above Neil Magny. Both mm-hmm. in the UFC, he has a seven-fight win streak. You would think that, you know what I mean? Like, okay, he's not going to pass guard so easily or he's not going to mount. So things like that. But... Maya absolutely dominated like head mm. and shoulders. It was crazy. That's why I was so like mm-hmm. you know just like, ease, yeah. taken taken back by that. Right. It was a clinic. It, it was ridiculous. Yeah. I I don't think I've ever seen like you said in the in the UFC someone be so Successful with their jujitsu like that easy, mm-hmm. uh, that easily.
1: I think it's a fine tuned craft of its own to implement jujitsu in MMA. Yeah. A lot of guys are black belts in jujitsu in in the UFC. I mean, yeah. we see it all the time. It's it's a, it's a common thing mm-hmm. now. But to see somebody learn how to use it so perfectly yeah. in this sport to match the punches and the knees and everything on the ground with the jujitsu, it's an art of itself. Yeah. Yeah. I,
2: I that's I why I like watching agree. guys like Jacare. It's Jacare like, to, is to be on the top. line again, impressive. as much as I as much as I hate him, Polaris. Um, when he's fighting, he's fine, but obviously it's, you know, after the fight, which is everybody has a problem. It's not fine. And when yet, he's in yesterday's case, during the fight as <laughs> yeah. well, when he was trying to eye gouge uh, Jake Shields' height. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I- things like that. I mean, when you're high level, it just, it, you can just can't turn away. Cause if you blink, you might miss something.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm curious, getting a little bit back to, well, more interesting in, in the grappling, um, as it relates to MMA but specifically uh, going off topic with jujitsu. but there's wrestling and then there's wrestling for MMA mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. for one of the, one of the ways uh, that I know that it's different obviously is you have a cage as opposed to just a mat but and, and that will play into strategy but for you guys how has it been to make that transition
5: mm-hmm. I actually I like it I like having a cage mm-hmm. That way, when I shoot, it's easier to like to ace off that and to mm. climb up with to that. trap them, right? And, yeah, you have something behind. You can't
1: them. Go out
3: of
5: bounds. Mm-hmm. So I like that.
3: And, uh, is it difficult to or for you guys, at least in training, to bring in the aspects of striking? I mean, most most of the time it's it's punches, but certainly knees as well. Mm-hmm. When you've got a guy down, is that, did that take time to make that transition? Oh,
4: yeah. Or yeah, the the interview I did. Um, the last one, mm-hmm. we talked about that a little bit, and I it was that was the most frustrating part of my transition was really? was being able to strike um, and cover that gap with with mm-hmm. striking and get the takedown without getting hit with the knee and without getting hit with the punch. So I, for me, that was the most frustrating part because. You can't just dive in anymore. Right. You're gonna get caught with the knee. You're gonna get caught. Do you with feel like you've
1: that. you've crossed that bridge? Yeah, yeah. And fi- now you're like, okay,
4: finally, I, yeah, I've gotten to a point where, yeah, I feel I feel com- now I feel comfortable on my feet, so I really don't like I don't have to take the the, the fight down. So hmm. I, I feel like I've I've finally crossed that right. bridge.
1: Right. Yeah. I I, th- I one of my favorite ways to see wrestling used in mixed martial arts is T.J. Dillashaw, a guy that his striking is so good, his feet are so quick but he just uses his wrestling just to get you off your feet for one second so that you know you're not safe anywhere, yeah. right? I mean, the second TJ Dillashaw is lighting you up, touching you up, you think it's going to be a stand-up match, he takes you down. Yeah. Then he gets right back up. Then he takes you down again just to kind of play with your mind and let you know, okay, you're not safe anywhere. That's one of the most brilli- brilliantly used wrestling aspects in MMA for me. Do you guys enjoy that style?
4: Y- yes, yes. I wrestle with TJ at okay. um, Is it hard to go against? Is he hard to go against? Yeah, is it
1: tricky, his style, to go against? Oh,
4: no. When you take out mixed martial arts and you're just talking purely wrestling, it's it's different. You you kind of cre- you almost uh, create your own new style once you get to MMA. You're standing right. up. You're mm-hmm. not hunched over. You know what I mean? So m- the most successful wrestlers in the UFC are guys that could adapt their style. They're mm-hmm. not necessarily the guys that are like you know stocky like boom I'm, I'm just going to do this mm-hmm. I'm strong. You have to be a little bit more fluid in order to transition over to MMA.
3: It's really a, th- a key of using wrestling as the base and then adding everything and, else know, on top. into that. Yeah. Right. right.
1: Curtis I think I heard you say before that in this next fight you're looking to use your wrestling in a similar way? Are you looking to, to do that to kind of strike with him but use your wrestling when you need to or?
5: Well no, the goal is to, uh, just get in get out as fast as I can. So okay. If I can take them down within five seconds, I will, and just ground them, pound and get out of there. I don't okay. want to get any, more, mm-hmm. any yeah. more
1: time I have to in the cage. Awesome. So. That sounds like a good plan to me. Hmm. I want to watch. <laughs> Next on the card, we have Claudia Gadea versus Jessica Aguilar. Gadea won via unanimous decision, 30-27 all around. This was a bloody one.
0: Yeah. Um, yes.
1: One-sided bloody one.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was unofficially like a number one contenders about, uh, yeah. even though I don't think they officially ever said it. But right. it mm-hmm. would make sense. Um, Claudia actually, in my opinion, actually beat yeah she Joanna uh, the first time the first she time. lost. I agree. Or the yeah. first time she, they faced each other. And, I think we all. I felt think we that.
1: all felt that way. Yeah, uh, we and so it, it, yeah.
2: It naturally, it does make sense. Also, Jessica Aguilar, who is in many ways people thought the number one women's weight in the world, obviously not anymore. But, yeah, rightfully so. Dana White already announced it. It's already going to happen.
1: I'm excited for Claudia Gadea versus Ioana and J Check. But mm-hmm. Jessica Aguilar had plenty of legitimacy coming into this fight. I Absolutely. mean, she's former champs in other divisions. She trains with the American Top Team mm-hmm. with some of the best females in the country. She definitely had a lot behind her. But I have to say, I have to be honest here, I was really disappointed with her striking. Mm-hmm. Um, it just seemed, Jessica Aguilar, mm-hmm. it just seemed very one-dimensional. Yeah. It seemed like she only knew or maybe not knew how to but was only moving in and out on a straight line whereas i would have liked to have seen her come out circle get her space find her range and come back in when the time was right Mm -hmm. but it seemed like she was coming out getting hit coming right back out and going right back in and it was like she was walking into the same punch over and over and over again um i don't know if it was first time ufc jitters i would like to think it wasn't because she's such an experienced and veteran fighter but I don't really know I what was going on I kind of would be
3: surprised if it was. And, you know, looking at who she's fought here, taking nothing away from them, but in the, uh, the World Series of Fighting. I mean, they've been uh, probably, probably the Alita best. Alita, Gray, Emi Fujino, Kalindra, Faria. Um, I think one of them was, well, one of them had like a 4-2 record. Mm-hmm. Um I feel they were a bit more 50-50 in, in terms of their record. And I feel like Claudia was just heads and shoulders above right. the competition that she's been facing.
1: Absolutely. You look at the strawweight division across the board. You look at the Invictus strawweights, which is pretty much cleared out now because UFC took them all. You look at the UFC strawweights. You look at World Series of Fighting. And combined, the best two fighters, in my in my opinion, in that strawweight division Are Joanna and Mm Jacek and Claudia Mm Gadea. So she got fed to the sharks as soon as she came in. To Mm -hmm. be fair. Um it was definitely a ranked number first fight. considered yep.
3: number one in the when world. You have a lot of hype behind you.
1: You can't you can't fight a number nineteen. Absolutely. You know, I mean, you're and she had to fight yeah. a tough She fight came girl. into the UFC ranked number fifteen already, you know, having not been here before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she's definitely definitely a tough fighter. She hung in there even though all the blood was squirting out. Um she's definitely a tough girl. Yeah, the Claudia really was
3: much. landing that left uh, at will. Oh, yeah. Um I think it was a pretty good strategy, I don't know about you guys, but I saw Claudia working her you know, working headshots a lot and then getting a takedown her, towards the end
1: to her secure her
4: takedowns for being a non-wrestler right were, were amazing fantastic she, she blows through her
1: yeah for sure and i think that so what claudia Gaudet looked like she was doing to me was exactly that she was striking tuning her up mm-hmm. calm mm-hmm. really calm really paced herself yeah. and then at the end of each round just strategically to seal, it, just to, seal it, yeah. to seal the deal yeah. she yeah. got that takedown she has something to prove
3: too i think i believe um, waiting for uh <laughs> the, the Wi-Fi to work here, but I believe this was her first match back since the match against uh, Jin- 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 J Trek. Yeah. So she's got something to prove here and certainly can um, can make a statement with uh, with this match over somebody like Jessica Aguilar, and clearly she did it. Yeah, I
2: Absolutely. can't wait for that rematch, though, because as, yeah. as <laughs> much as I thought Claudia won that fight, dude, Nchenchenk has looked like a machine since then. Mm-hmm.
4: Arguably one of the best strikers, yeah. right? Oh, absolutely, right? one of the most accurate strikers. Yeah, but here, here's the the treat for us is that that's a five round fight now. Mm-hmm. So now right. we get to see that. I don't think either girl is going down. So that's a five round right. stand up, unless Whoa. Claudia can Griffin get Griffin Bonner yeah. action going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. last yeah.
1: fight Claudia was kind of she went for trying to get taking yeah. yeah. uh, her to the ground, Yeah. her striking was great this time. Yeah, I, I that's a treat for us. Five mm-hmm. rounds. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see that one. Um, next up on the card, we have Antonio Bigfoot Silva versus Saul the Hulk Paley. Bigfoot won via TKO in round two. This this was an interesting one. Saul with the takedown uh, really had the top control in that first round, doing some damage from the top. Uh, round two, Silva stunned the Hulk with a couple kicks, mm-hmm. and it kind of just was like that back and forth. He pinned him up against the the cage, uppercut, knee, ground and pound uh, for the final finish. What do you guys think?
3: I I had more opinion of the match coming out of the match than than what it was here. I mean, I don't think you really uh, I don't think this makes major waves in terms of the rankings right. in UFC, but you've got two guys that you know are going to deliver with heavy shots and you know, it's kind of a fun attraction for the show itself. Um and I kind of I, I look and go, well, what do we do with it now, you know? Um, right. Bigfoot has has really been Back and forth, you know, not had the best. He had good performances. His his fight against Mark Hunt, obviously, we're all gonna it's gonna go down being one of the one that we all love to talk about, you Mm -hmm. know. Um, But between that and his other matches, and also, I believe, I mean, it was only a couple years ago that um, I think he had uh, went in for thyroid surgery, you know, to to halt his giantism. Um, I we I think we've seen the best of of, uh, of Bigfoot. But there's always gonna be a reason to keep him around. Like I think they'll keep him around for the sake of
4: gatekeeper kinda. Exactly.
3: Yeah, well, a little bit of that gatekeeper or certainly for heavyweights. Yeah. Knowing that okay, this is a guy that's gonna deliver. But right. I I getting a bit concerned about to what end with his personal health, you know? Right. Pelele as well, um, less I, less issue, but you know, I mean, he'll be a guy for for their their cards down under, Australia and stuff.
1: I think they're definitely two guys that can hold a show, still, like you said, but they're not going to be. Uh, I don't see them headlining anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But Curtis, you're in this heavyweight division. You look at two guys like this that have been in the UFC for quite some time now. Do you think you're the newcomer? You're going to come in hot, off, hot off the off the track and kind of blow these guys away, or do you see them as hard competition? What do you think?
5: Well, I mean they're both the uh, veterans I would uh, respect that but I do feel like after watching that fight I feel like my grappling I could take down either one of them and once I take anyone down I don't let you back up so mm-hmm. that would be the end you of you feel that. like just
1: grind them down yeah
5: just take down and grind them down
1: i like to see is that
3: is there one or the other that you think might be uh, more favorable like one that you'd prefer or
5: uh, I mean I look at them both the, the same they don't really move around much they yeah. stand in only, mm-hmm. Which is easier for me to take him down, and it, neither one of them is great at jujitsu. That's really my only kryptonite right now. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot's
3: a black belt, isn't
5: he? I mean, I wouldn't be. I've never seen him afraid of him the on video. the ground. I'm yeah. just
3: curious now. So,
1: yeah. speaking from someone that, that has never seen you fight, to our viewers, w- what would your style be per se? What do you like to do in, in the cage?
5: I like to just get you moving backwards, to get you back on the cage, and kind of like almost like. Uh, RDA's fight against uh, Pettis, like mm-hmm. I, I kept getting him on his the cage, and yeah, yeah, Absolutely like, yeah. that, just like that.
1: Okay, so I like that style. So so grind
2: you out, I like it. A lot can be said about the same, the the next fight though as well. Another heavyweight clash between Stefan Struve and uh, Big Nog,
1: the skyscraper. Can we just talk about how far over his head goes? The the cage.
2: The cage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, it's like it's like a baby in a in a in a baby <laughs> the game like, thing, the playpen, a crib. No. Not one of those. Okay. The little, like, the oh, Rugrats the, thing okay, yeah, the Rugrats are stuck in and they get the screwdrivers. Okay. We won't go there. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, Stefan the side, Skyscraper Struve versus... Can we just go with Big Nog? Yeah. Okay.
3: Thanks, no, guys. get it. Come on. You got this. Do it. Big Nog.
1: Antonio. Rodrigo. Minotauro. No Noguera.
2: I mean Rodrigo but i still i still give the Rodrigo I think Bruce Buffer does it better but uh, you're, oh, you're up yeah. there though Oh, well, I mean come
1: there. on come on <laughs> I'm trying guys um, anyway so it started off with a bunch of clinch work uh, Stefan Strube using his knees elbows a little bit round two Nogueira get, uh, gets the takedown A couple of submission attempts, nothing crazy. Struve starts finding his accuracy and his range, I think, in round three and really starts uh, lighting up Big Nog with some really good knee and elbow combinations. He was landing that front teep kick to the stomach all day. day. day, I was like, awesome. What did you think of this fight?
5: Um, I feel like like you said he started off real slow. Mm -hmm. And then the last round, that's when he really found his range and his rhythm. But I would like to... Even him in the future him coming out using he's like he has the longest arms in the UFC I don't right. see why he doesn't
1: pump that jab
5: all day he should never get caught up in a uh-huh. clinch unless he wants to clinch and even in the mm. clinch I would have liked to see him throw more knees like right. he's so tall and he can use the leverage to control the the fight, but he doesn't really do that. So Absolutely, I, I was lie, thinking
1: the same thing. I'm watching him with this long. I'm like, oh, these knees have so much power him. behind them. use them much. Absolutely. What'd you think of this fight?
4: Uh Awesome. I think this was probably one of Stroop's better since his layoff. um mm-hmm. His better performances. I, right. I, I, the third round. I think that's he came into his own and started finding his rhythm and and really kind of. I think. I think like Dana said, Nogueira just. They're only like thirty five or thirty six, right? Right. They look like they look like they're like (laughs) forty nine. Like they've been,
3: they've been looking like that for a long time. But now they're fighting like that too. Unfortunately, yeah.
4: Yeah. And they, I think, I think it's just
3: it's it's time for him to
4: to to
2: stop fighting. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I think it is official, though. I think yeah, he he said he said
4: he's going to have a spot for him on the on job. Just in him. the office. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he was,
2: was, he'd be a great Brazilian ambassador right? for that, too.
4: Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. So he, he speaks English. He speaks in good English. He's, mm-hmm. yeah, he would
3: be... He would be It'd be it. nice for him to actually make the announcement <laughs> though, Daniel <with him. laughs> <He laughs> was kind of saying, yeah, I'm yeah, ready. You're it's out of done. here.
1: <laughs> it's it's yeah, over. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, we'll let him say that. But, no, I thought it was an entertaining fight. I would have really liked to have seen Stefan Strube step it up in the first round, rather than the third round. I think he's one of those guys that kind of is slow getting on. Did you? I his
4: uh, with Ariel Helwani his post uh, fight com- uh, press conference. Mm-hmm. He was. He said he threw up twenty times on the way over to the that arena. story as well. Yeah, yeah. So he that's, food that, that, that right? might have been that might have been to play why he was you know sluggish
1: getting out. But mm-hmm. that's very true. To come in there and still get the win when your stomach's upset like that. I, I was telling these guys. I was like, I couldn't imagine going into a fight with a worse sickness. Oh, yeah. Like you could fight through a sore throat. You could fight through. Pretty much anything, but a stomachache. I mean, come on, you're really vulnerable, right? (laughs)
4: Afraid you're gonna crap (laughs) your
1: pants. (laughs) Come on, guys. Uh, Yeah, it's definitely a scary thing going on there. So um, next on the card, we have two tough Brazil finale fights. I, I'm not going to lie, I didn't really keep I up with... Yeah, yeah, I didn't Fourth season. I didn't, well, the the I Bantamweight
2: final it. was like a battle of the guillotines for a second. It's like yeah. one of them <laughs> and the other one. Yeah. Literally. Back and forth. Was it deep, Bantamweight deep or Lightweight? Oh, Bantamweight. Bantamweight. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Bantamweight,
3: yeah. Yeah, so this season, uh, the fourth season of Ultimate Fighter in Brazil, fighters, the, the coaches themselves were Shogun Hua, who we saw here, and originally scheduled to be Anderson Silva. Right. And he apparently was on for three episodes before because of his uh, steroid suspension. Um, which I think has yet fully to be, uh, uh, to be resolved, yeah, in front of the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Um, NSAC did force him to come off the show. They ended up replacing him with, uh, Lil Nog, I believe, right? Mm -hmm. Who, of course, they, they fought in the co main event. So what, what was going to be a season of coaches not fighting in the end ended up being a, Season of coaches fighting and doing a fantastic uh, a rematch of a fantastic you know kind of Hall of Fame fight.
1: A decade Although ago. I would love
3: to see Shogun versus Anderson Silva. Well, that was never going to happen. But well, yes, I, I would, would love to, to see. see it. It. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Of so course, just hang out at Black House once in a while. Uh, I, I think yeah. on Fridays
2: uh you know just to go off of off course like I would I'd love to see Anderson Silva now then maybe he's not going to be in that title contention just to face guys like Shogun or to face maybe homie maybe Leota Machida someday you know you mm-hmm. never know if if we can get this thing cleared yeah. yeah
1: it is kind of a fun thing not having Anderson as the champ because you can kind of all those fights we wanted to see you know let's put him against this guy let's put him against this guy I agree it's definitely a fun thing to play with um so we have Reggie Naldo Vera versus Delano Lopez. Vera mm-hmm. won via unanimous decision. Um, Lopez had two really deep guillotines. Vera had two really, really deep guillotines. And it kind yeah. of just went back and forth the entire fight.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think what's interesting is that this was obviously was sh- these two matches. Nobody in the U.S. I would say nobody, but a lot of people and a fair amount of people did not pay attention to this season, and so I, for me, much like when um, Tough Latin America season, they showed up on you know the finalists showed up on the show. I said, "Who are these guys? Why should I necessarily care about them?" But you know, for, for all of that, there were pretty decent fights. You know, these guys brought it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the trade of the Gi teams is a big story for mm-hmm. for this one. There was a uh, bantamweight and lightweight were the two uh, two weights uh, in the season, and um, it did uh, it delivered nicely. You know they were they were all tight and you know kept wondering who was was anybody actually going to tap?
1: Yeah, they were definitely fired up. I think anytime you see Ultimate Fighter fights, it has a little bit of a different tone and and pace to it because mm. these you're guys still, are fighting. You're still trying to make it. You're still trying to make it. You're not there. You don't have that safety net of like oh they'll give me another shot. Yeah. You are fighting for your shot in <laughs> yeah. the UFC. Not that anybody has a safety net in the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> we all know how that goes. But um but no these guys were definitely fired up. Um I think it's something to say that. MMA fans are really intelligent to the point where they can appreciate the level of martial arts in these fights, even if they don't know the names. I think MMA is one of those things where Hmm. we love the Conor McGregors. We love the Ronda Rousey's. I specifically, particularly like guys that open their mouths and talk because I think it's fun. But as MMA fans, we can also appreciate a good fight, even if Mm -hmm. we don't know it. I think as human
3: are. beings or as fight fans we can the bar right. that I was in watching this show yeah
1: how did, how did I the crowd sound they were hyped the two guys sitting next
3: to me shout out to uh, Kyle and Marvin um, <laughs> good memory they, yeah <laughs> you weren't <yes>. drinking <laughs> no I was <laughs> after several of those stellas, I'm surprised I did but they were they ended up betting on this, they were just picking blue and red because yeah, yeah. the colors yeah, yeah, yeah. of oh, the shorts. Oh, that's so funny! And yeah, and and Kyle was going batshit for it. Like he was just, he was hyping, and they were like on each other and stuff, talking about these guys that they had no idea who the heck they were. And you know, I mean, it's it spoke to that this whole show in general. I thought, I, right? Me personally, coming into the show, I really didn't feel like it was, uh, you know, it was. Uh, I wasn't excited about the show itself. Right. But as we talk about it and as, as they played out, the matches were fantastic. Yeah. And this so, was one of them.
1: Although it was a great match, we also had Glacio Fraca versus uh, Fernando Bruno. Mm-hmm. Fraca 1v and Rear Naked Choke in round three. That was another great match by the uh, Ultimate Fighter Brazil guys. Next, we have Mauricio Shogun Hua versus Little Nog. I'm just going to go yeah. with that. Shogun 1v, <laughs> unanimous decision. That was. Probably my favorite fight on the card. Did you yeah. guys agree? That was my favorite one, Good mm-hmm. fight. Um, one fight of the night bonus, it's which was It's a good is continuation
2: cool. of their last fight, which was 10 years ago in Pride, which it- that fight was amazing, and this mm-hmm. fight... No, I mean, light, if- no light
4: down, really.
2: Exactly. Yeah. I mean, especially that first round, when it did look like Shogun was getting rocked first round. Right. I thought he was going to go down, but uh, yeah, it was a good fight overall. Both guys now...
1: Can- Definitely entertaining fight. Um, I think Shogun looked better all. Throughout all, all all three rounds, um, but then the main event of the evening we had Rowdy Ronda Rousey versus oh, Betch Haya. This fight was not only special because it was Ronda Rousey, but ironically where she got her nickname Rowdy Ronda Rousey is based mm-hmm. off of a a wrestling star uh, Roddy Piper.
3: Mm-hmm. Ro- and he, Roddy Roddy Piper, Why right? Am I having the trouble saying. Well, because
1: it's mm-hmm. three R's and it's like a tongue. No, because
3: I want to say Rowdy. Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's
2: become so ingrained yeah. now.
1: But anyway, that's remember, where she got her nickname from. I and- remember
2: watching her first fight, uh, not her first fight ever, but the t- first time I saw her was uh, during a strike force challengers. Uh, I think it was like there was a day before Survivor Series 2011. Uh-huh. So it was like November 18th, 2011, I think it was. But I remember, first off, obviously being a big wrestling fan, I was like, well, her name's Rowdy. And not only that, but kind of having that Jean LaBelle connection mm-hmm. with, with Roddy Piper and now Ronda right. Rousey. So, oh, so I'm to keep an eye on So I'm kind of cool. I'm kind of... I'm cool. But it's kind of cool that now seeing her progression, not only as a fighter, but just as a human being in general. And just... Absolutely. This girl has become... I mean, we played World's Greatest for a reason. Because mm-hmm. I really didn't... Do Think she's the pound for pound best fighter, uh, best female athlete, not just best female fight, best female yeah. athlete ever. Absolutely, hands ever. down. Uh, athlete, all, all due respect. Well, yeah. <laughs> what?
1: Where's your beef, Serena Williams? Come on. No,
2: oh. no, I don't know. I was going to say with all due respect to Serena Williams, and and
1: I think there there's definitely some athletes that are amazing out there, but Ronda Rousey is the most dominant in her sport. And I think the most dominant in any of the sports. Serena Williams had some tough matches, and I'm sure yeah. she's probably I, just as dominant example, in tennis. I don't but I don't know with, enough about. I don't disagree tennis, with your fair. opinion,
2: but you say, are you, I'm asking you: Do you think the argument can be made? Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, so easily. So easily. the fact that the argument can, can be, be made, made is, is like that alone. Point proven, yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so anyway, Ronda Rousey, 34 seconds is all it took for her to knock out Betch Koheya, someone that's known to be a brawler, someone that's known to be really tough in there, and someone who's undefeated prior to this fight. Ronda Rousey proved once again that she has another weapon in her arsenal, not just judo. Punches not and ju- bunches. Let
2: me say this too. Everything. And, and, and emotionally, Betch broke her. If you look at a lot of the interviews pre-fight, she broke cry, her. Cry. Like she'd be crying, like she, you know, it got very emotion of her. Hmm. Yeah. So the fact that most people might not be well with emotions in the cage, not Ronda. I mean, she she's got certain facts. She's become a spectacle. She's become. She's always been so able ways. to take emotions and Carpet. Well,
1: well, drive like them in like like the Rhonda right admitted that this fight was the most emotional fight because she mm-hmm. did bring up Rhonda's father. I mean, right. you, you don't talk about family like that, especially when they're deceased. Well, I think mm-hmm. it was just a
3: suicide reference, and yeah, Rhonda connected right. it to her She father. connected it to her father. Understandably so.
1: And you know what? She channeled all of that energy, all of that anger, all of that aggression, and turned it into technical, flawless, amazing knockout power so yeah. congratulations ronda rousey for being the most dominant female athlete on the planet as was crowned a couple of weeks ago at the awards uh guys tell us what you have coming up really quick and then we gotta
4: august 21st uh sioux falls south dakota i'll be fighting out there xstv check it out rfa
5: rfa awesome i'll be on rfa august
2: 7th, 7th uh, yeah. st louis
1: St. Louis. Crisis. All right, guys, we have the little John Jones coming up, trailblazing <laughs> through. Through who knows?
2: John Jones might move up someday, so we might I hope,
1: see. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "No, no, no, That's no, good. no." <laughs> um, but anyway, a guy uh, that everybody is talking about. People big in this world are talking about. He's training with the best of the best. He comes out here to L.A. just to train with the best of the best. Matt Lopez, a guy that's never had an amateur fight, like I said before, and is tearing up the pro division. RFA, this is your third RFA fight. Congratulations. Hopefully we see you both in the UFC soon. You will. Thank you for coming on TV. We'll see you guys later. Thank you. Thank you. G.
2: Hermosa wrote to 300 followers. (laughs)
1: At, At Tuftaria. I don't know how many followers.
3: Get out of here, guys. Don't listen to
0: us. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, they do not necessarily reflect the views of Afterbuzz TV or its owners or principals.